0: Throughout our life, we make all kinds of connections, from our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourself? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with host Gord Riddell. It's time to listen and learn.
1: Hi, and welcome to this episode of Things Worth Considering. I am Gord Riddell, your host, and I am here with my guest co-host, uh, Alicia. Uh, Alexia, I'm sorry, I'm going to do this over and <laughs> over again. <laughs> I get all nervous, and then I'm going to make a, make a mistake, Aww. right? George Ucius, she is a naturopathic doctor, um, and her and I have had lots and lots of discussions going on here um, about what's going on in our world right now. Uh, with the COVID-19, the virus that has um, pushed us into a pandemic situation, um, there's lots of uh, unusual behaviors, there's lots of scary behaviors going on, and there's a lot of very scared people. Yes. I think that uh, I think that, you know, the most important thing we can do is just take a breath and just take a step back. It won't go away, but at least we can see it in a slightly different light, I'm, I'm, um, you know, I have sort of some theories around this, okay, of course, Um, uh, if we talk about the law of attraction, and this has been a society, internationally, a society that has watched stress begin to go through the roof, it is faster, stronger, harder, faster, less sleep, less food, less, you know, uh, less just looking out for ourselves um there's always been i think a collective you know sort of unconscious fear that something terrible was about to happen and we've really been living no matter how wealthy you might be or how well off that something is going to happen that brings us right down to a survival level Mm -hmm. in other words our first chakra stuff is just like wide open you know but Going in the wrong direction it's not saying i am loved i am enough i have enough the world is enough it's telling us all the i don't have i don't have i need i want i need more of uh it's you know whether it's love or money same thing Uh, um (laughs) energetically um and, and so i'm a big believer in one that the energy that we work with When we talk about law of attraction and attracting to us, um, it's neither good nor bad. It's neither benevolent or malevolent. We give it its
2: direction in how we think. Do you agree with me on that? I do. I do agree with you on that. And I think that you're touching on so many very, very important concepts. But it's a huge concept. It, it is huge. huge, it's huge. That's why I think it's, around the world. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and the, and the part of it is that our collect, collective awareness, we have been sort of swimming in fear. We talked about this in previous episodes about bathing and you know, cortisol because our physiology gets influenced by our thoughts and our beliefs. We know this. Absolutely. And in terms of attraction, you're right that it doesn't really matter what we focus on. And whatever we give energy to, whether it's positive or negative, becomes magnified. Yes. That, I don't know very much at all. I mean, nothing about quantum physics, but that's been shown that whatever we put attention on, that immediately changes the state in itself. So if people are focused on fear and not having enough or feeling like there could be something catastrophic that isn't here, you know, yet, maybe, but it's a big question mark. So so that ability to, to recognize what am I focusing on and has this as a collective, have we manifested this somehow so that the earth is responding? I have different theories as well where I do think the planet is saying, okay, you know what? You think you have power? Let me show you. <laughs> or control. Yeah, or control. Let me show no. you how much power you have. So it's a bit of lesson in humility. It's also... Taking some rest that the earth needs to recuperate after we have been, you know, incessantly pillaging resources. Yes, and, totally. And and, and, and I think it. yeah, like, like we can see what's showing up is that, you know, the the uh, canal in Italy, right, in Venice, suddenly there's clear water happening because there's been less tourist traffic, and amazing, isn't it? Is it? It's quite amazing. Yeah. And so part of it is: are we really? Is this meant to be waking us up? But actually communicating with the earth in a way that's very different what is the voice of this virus what is the message there or lessons right and also for ourselves too well interestingly you know uh,
1: from I think I I mentioned this previously from a a, you know virology uh, perspective most viruses when they arrive for the first time are incredibly incredibly virulent in other words they take out their hosts yes yes this one's kind of mild Mm-hmm. For the most part, ninety percent of the people might not feel so great, or you know. Now, for another you know portion, our elders, especially people over the age of sixty. In fact, they're even saying fifty mm-hmm. on up um, is is at some risk. Sixties at higher risk. Seventies are very high risk. It go, kind of goes up by decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and of course, people who have compromised immune systems with cancer, HIV, chemotherapies, uh, you know, uh, kidney disease, all that kind of yeah. thing that mm-hmm. compromises us, uh, they're the most at risk. Yes, you
2: know? yes, definitely. Um,
1: it, 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 the death rate is a little bit higher than influenza. It's starting to look that way. But, of course, until this settles down, they'll never be able to come up with a definitive number on that. But it is looking like it, it, more people are dying from that than they are from influenza, which, as we know, is, is dangerous enough. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't going to end tomorrow. This isn't nope. going to end in two weeks. Nope. This is going to go on for quite some time. And yes. I think we need to be prepared to understand that. Um, yeah. And that's why we're doing this show. Um, but maybe somewhere along here we can begin to understand while we're, we're waiting this out is that we can also be proactively waiting. You know? And yes. I think proactively waiting is, is you know, what are we prepared to do in ourself to change this ever happening again? Because mm-hmm. I really believe we have manifested it. I think yeah. that what we're seeing is our fear in a physical, uh, you know, our stress, our fears, uh,
2: uh, our shadow sure. in a physicalized form. Oh you know? yeah, and I think that, that that there's a lot contributing to that around what's happening in our political arena and the world. That separation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about harmony. It's around separation, survival, exclusion, rejection tolerant which you know the word tolerant in itself is has such a rigidity to it and such arrogance well it does right? it's would, like I've oh always i could said, tolerate
1: this. If, you, if you are you if you're just tolerating me then please do not even talk
2: to me yes you
1: yes. know I, yes. I just refuse to be tolerated yeah. yeah
2: so that that shadow part that is coming through and then now we're like wow now what do we do how do we <laughs> look at this what do we how do we accept this because acceptance also is part of this around it's not going away right away this is going to be here and it's meant it's a very powerful time for a lot of us and in the history of civilization this is massive
1: oh absolutely you know
2: this is something that really this is really happening Well,
1: uh, no one's really got, you know, sort of the hang of what they're doing at the the political level and trying to, you know, keep it done. What they're doing is they're responding in the way that fear responds, and that is to make it smaller.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, Mr. Trump has showing his xenophobia along the way. Yes. Uh, xenophobia is trying to keep things exactly the same. So now we have the Mexican border, of course, which was pretty much closed off, and now the Canadian and, uh, and American borders. And I really think that we probably agreed to that right? just to keep him happy or at least in, in some sort of abeyance from us. Uh, remember, we have to have that distance, you know. <laughs> There's more than exactly. one way to look at distance. Yeah. Uh, I think that um you know, that because fear uh, just as I've always I've always contended uh, when I work with people is fear contracts us. It makes everything just pull in tighter and it's trying to protect us. I mean, you know, it's yeah.
2: not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It and is what happens when it goes to the extreme. Correct. And that's true, really, of any emotion. Of Absolutely. Some level because we need emotions. We need to have anger appropriately. We need to be able to express it. And fear, as you're right, that, that it does protect us. And it basically, you know, what we spoke about in previous episodes is around the fight or flight response. Fear is meant to be there to protect us, to keep us in a planning mode so that we can decide what do we need to do in this instant so that this log doesn't fall on my head, or this tree, or whatever. Why right, did we
1: didn't do the third part of that, which is freeze? That's right. And there's the a lot freeze, of people have froze.
2: There, there are yes, and the and the freezing part is something where that's just a sense of you know, there's no choice.
1: No. Right. There's no choice. No. Helpless victim. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and not but, not taking responsibility.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that's I think is goes back to when you touched on the first chakra, is that this this awareness that we each really need to take in as we have a right to be safe in our bodies to feel safe right and to be here but many of us have don't lost touch with that sense of self accountability and self responsibility it's a sense of somehow you know, this is this person or this system is going to provide me with my needs, and they're responsible for how I feel. But at
1: the same time, it is also that exact same thing that has, as in
2: all past
1: uh, pandemics, if you look at them, also involved racism and xenophobia. And so Chinese people were being targeted, mm. you know? Like, these yeah. Chinese people that are responsible for this. Yeah. Like, where... Blaming again is not going to get us anywhere no. if we can't sort of say, what is this about that we can walk away with? Right. You know what? Even if we're wrong, we might become nicer people.
2: Even if we're wrong, we might Even if we're right wrong, like
1: we, yeah. who knows? Yeah. We might be nicer yeah. people. Yeah. But if we can see that as being, you know, our world is overly stressed, our day-to-day life, uh, our lack of connection to people – and see, that's where I see that as being such a shadow mm-hmm. because, you know, the very thing that we know through studies is our need to be connected and that we are hardwired to be social. Yes. Yet this is demanding that we keep our distance and that we isolate. Yes. Yes. Well, we already were doing. We
2: were that. doing it. Yes, we were.
1: We were. <laughs> we were. You know, somebody <laughs> expresses a, a an interest in us, or they like us, or and we're like, what do they want? Exactly. And we pull back right away. Yeah.
2: Doorbell rings, and uh, you're like, uh, sorry, uh, I'm who busy is it? up
1: until uh, twenty thirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it's yeah. um
2: yeah.
1: it's crazy, but that's what we're doing. So now I'm looking at that and saying, that's what we've manifested. That is mm-hmm. our shadow stuff. That's the stuff we're the most afraid of: connection, it's very intimacy letting people see who we are and standing in our
2: own beingness and just being there. Yes. Instead of cowering. Well, and it, and it requires, and it's well said, Gord, what you're saying, because it is also heightening our sense of vulnerability and that mm. being witnessed that we act absolutely all of us share this vulnerability and To allow ourselves to show the fear or to demonstrate that, wow, this is actually really, hmm, it's very different. But it does end up leading us towards a sense of choice. If we choose to slow down and actually notice beyond the fear, because going back to what you were saying, fear is purposeful it can protect us and there's healthy fear right it's like yes follow what the public health advisory is saying you know follow these directions be preventative do what you can that you you are able to have some type of control over
1: wash your hands
2: wash your hands <laughs> look at how to it support your immune system but, better yeah. like simple things which isn't being promoted sadly enough in my opinion there's not anything around you know a, a, this is not a guarantee but prevention is key. That's why, you know, it's like, well, if you decide that you're going to, you know, have some kind of, um, you know, eat sugar forever, I don't know how your organs will survive or your immunity. And the studies do prove this. Right. But prevention doesn't mean a guarantee, it just means that it's something that can help us feel not a false security, but just that it absolutely does support your immunity. So whether that's, you know, eating, vitamin C, echinacea, whatever it is, sleeping. lots of practitioners out there that can offer that kind of support. Sleeping is huge. Yep. But connection is also important for a It's humanity. as big
1: as those other two, like eating, really and, is. eating and sleeping.
2: Yeah, it's, laughing. It's
1: having that connection, Yeah. you know. Um, it's, uh, yeah, you know, what's interesting is this show was started based on how do we connect to others, to ourselves, and here we are. Coming up to the end of my year, first year, full year, a uh, year and a quarter actually, because of the pilot. Yay! Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yay! Um, and it's like we're watching the very thing that I was watching was was our need and our absolute our absolute need for connection and creating community, but it also means participating in that.
2: Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, when I saw. What the grocery stores were like at the end of last weekend, Right. or the end of, uh, by Friday, actually, when I stood in line for 35 minutes to get one roll of toilet paper. <laughs> what is with the toilet paper? What well, is the most ridiculous, the ridiculous uh, survivalist response I've ever seen. Or, well, and or, or it's not
2: it. even, it's not even, I just go, wow, we're in this society where what we have forgotten that we can bathe, that you can use a washcloth, <laughs> you can, act you don't actually need toilet paper. It's <laughs> a convenience. Exactly. But you don't really need it. But you put it in so a bit day. It's, it's not a, it's not something that's, you know, again, survival, but it, it shows how skewed. Our sense of needs are what is what is what do we actually need, and that's where I think we can start to go. Wow, do we need to be more simple in our lives instead of this excess?
1: Well, excess. uh, I saw uh, three women get into a fight. Two of them was a mother and daughter against this other woman, and it was also racial. Mm. There is no doubt about that. It was in Australia, and. Uh, they were beating up on this woman because she wanted one of their rolls. They had just taken two, you know, buggy baskets and filled them with toilet paper. And she said, I I want one of those. And they said, no, no, no. And they started like hitting on each other. At the end, uh, the store security was there and the police come in. I'm like, are you kidding? You know, uh, I I can understand barely hoarding, but... This was beyond that because, for me, what that hoarding showed was the, the was the absolute uh, uh, reinforcement for me of how much fear contracts us
0: mm-hmm. that
1: we cannot be even considerate of saying there might be someone else that might need a little bit right. of this toilet paper right. or flour or sugar or whatever. I mean, these these were wiped out. Yeah, it's the shelves. Yes. And this is a big downtown market. Right. All right. right. Uh, it, was, it was totally wiped out. And friends are sending me pictures of other markets going, can you believe this? Uh, I think that, that that contraction, we become so, you know, like gazing at our own belly button mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that there's no sense of community.
2: No, and, it's and all for one. It's one. It's exactly. And in contraction, also what happens is that narrow vision where we only see, we don't see that there's another human being in front of us. There's another life form that's here.
1: Exactly. And, and
2: energetically, on a physiological level as well, contraction absolutely affects our chemistry. Yes. This is where we have the stress hormones, heightened reactivity, and we can't be rational because we're not stable. We aren't stabilized in terms of our root chakra. We're not stable in terms of our mental thinking. And we're just sort of flailing in this energy of fear.
1: You promised you wouldn't tell people this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting a signal for us to be stable that uh, we need to go to commercial here. So you are listening to uh, Dr. Alexis. Alexia. 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 And Gord, uh, who can't pronounce her name for some reason, Uh, we're here on Things Worth Considering. We'll be right back in two minutes.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network
0: on our timeline.
3: Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering.
1: Hi, welcome back. Uh, you're listening to Things Worth Considering. And we are talking about the COVID-19, which is on everybody's minds these days. Um, we're trying to look at it a little bit differently, that uh, people might not feel so completely victimized by it. And the fact that there are things maybe we can do to help it out. What's really interesting is um, there was a fellow who, who issued a book, and it was published in December of
0: 2019.
1: Mm. Uh, and it's called The Psychology of Pandemics and he had written the book he's been researching it for quite a long time um and his first uh the first publisher said no 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 one will ever read this the second publisher said yeah this could be of interest and boom that's at the point that covid-19 started to hit the hit the Isn't uh, that planet fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, in uh, uh, that unfortunate city in of uh, uh, china where it was discovered um what's fascinating is he has studied pandemics. There is absolutely a correlation here um, between other pandemics in the past. Um, but it I just think it's fascinating that he's he's researching this and it actually goes out to the public as we're walking into this thing. Mm. You know? It's
2: fascinating. Yeah. And, it's I mean, amazing it's just the timing. Like, there's it's like there's no coincidence, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean he makes he makes uh, in in a couple of important points about, you know, um you know, the fact of being that people are, you know, certainly triggered by by uh, the fear of anything to do with their health. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of seems, uh, for most people anyways. Then there's the other part, they just do whatever they want, you know, whatever happens. But also the fact that um, the fear that we're talking about here
2: actually arrives in his research, arrives before the pandemic begins. Which speaks to your initial opening statement on this show around how manifestation, you know, what are we manifesting
1: with the energy of thought, right? Yeah, yeah. And now Uh, it's being proven. It's being proven in this study, you know, and this is years of study uh, that this uh, man's been doing. Um, uh, His name is uh, Stephen Taylor, and it's... uh, the Yeah, there's a write a couple of write-ups. Discover Magazine has a write-up about it, and also the uh, Independent uh, in the UK uh, newspaper also wrote up about it. But it's the fact of our fear is actually present before what we're going to be afraid of arrives, blows me away. You know, most people think that it happens, it's like a vent or stimulus
2: followed by a reaction. Mm-hmm. This actually turns that upside down. It it does turn it upside down, and I think that this is, you know, for for people who are familiar with the uh, concepts of law of attraction or just the the idea of whatever you focus on does expand, or you know, you kind of draw it more into your experience. But f- for people who don't have that experience or that awareness, and it's not about you know right or wrong or superior or whatever, it just it's just that there are people that have that awareness and there are those that don't right the the key is the influence around is this also reinforcing that how much we have to trust our ability that we actually are resilient because that's Mm -hmm. the other thing is that we don't we forget that as human beings you know that saying of whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger right there's there's lots of things that we've experienced and we seem to sort of forget the body knows it has an a, a wisdom that's there, and again, it's not a guarantee by any means. But the energy is so important now—the right. the, the in, invisible thought, the invisible things that we don't see—it's so powerful. Yeah, very, very powerful.
1: Yeah, to the point it's making us it sick. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it was, but now it's making everybody sick. You know, um, you know this this whole idea of the law of attraction. Of you know, creative visualization has been used over the last like thirty years extensively, and it's it's, it's extraordinarily well researched. Um, with with sports,
0: uh-huh. is
1: there are a lot of sports psychologists who will take you know, golden gold winning athletes and teach them to go through their routine. Might be diving, it might be running, uh, it can be any number of things, but. They, and their mind, will go through it, over it, and over it, and to the point of absolute, you know, completion, perfectly. And so the mind is already now believes that it's done it.
2: Yes. And yes. what
1: muscles were involved? Yes. In, and the whole thing. So what, when you're actually sort of on the starting block for whatever
2: it is, um, your body is already prepped. Right. It's right. Been, this is the second time through now. Yeah, exactly. Right. The brain does not know the difference between what is real and what isn't.
1: Exactly. So, which is fascinating.
2: It is fascinating. The visualization performance, athletes and dancers, and that is absolutely shown that when people keep rehearsing it, and it's it's suddenly suddenly that's also where where we can distort a sense of truth. Yes. You know, what is truth? What really happened? And but but that practice of giving the body the felt sense of this is what I did at this time and this is how it moved, it just starts to flow and it, it becomes something where it bypasses the thinking. You don't think about the steps. And
1: in a bad way, that's called addiction.
2: <laughs> in, so, in some it's ways it is. It's the same it thing. Is. It it's, could be. It's, a, could it's be.
1: habitualness. It's if habitualness. I do the same thing over
2: and over and over again, I'm perfect at it. Well, Yes, but okay, but what about with addiction? I I think there's a little caveat around there's often a feeling of disconnect afterwards. Oh, oh you know, that's that, why I that said part. going in the other
1: direction. Right, 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 no, right. That's, right. That was not an, an endorsement, please. <laughs> <laughs> not an endorsement. It is the same function, though. Yeah. It's yeah. the same function as us learning how to tie our shoes. Yes. And put on our hat and our mitts and go outside and, and continue to freeze anyways. Um, those ideas uh is 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 basically what what so much of uh recovery work as well as creative visualization is based on and that is at a certain point of repetition our our uh cortex the the cerebral uh, cortex says oh because it's analyzing everything it walks us through it we put our hand up we put our key in the car door we put you know Mm -hmm. step by step at some point it just goes oh and it hands it to the back of our brain, the limbic part of our brain, right. or the amygdala. And the amygdala kick in, all right? right? So the amygdala here is also very much part of the primitive brain
2: mm-hmm. as it well. Is,
1: yes. That's also what's responsible for bringing up old fear or mm-hmm. old feelings. Mm-hmm. It's also responsible for our trauma. It's also for soaring, and it's also for habitual behaviors. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's a huge part of our brain are these two little walnut sized pieces that are sitting in the back of our brainstem. Yes, yes. and it happens to be our the oldest part of us. So once we stop analyzing and and anything that is we're talking about with this COVID nineteen and what's going on around us, there's nothing being thought out. Right. This is this is absolute knee jerk behavior.
2: Yes, and and I think that that's a a really important point because part of it is we have been you know, used to and, and are I think most of us again don't have the practice of visualization and working with metaphors or imagery to be able to write a different story in the mind, write a different narrative. Right. And and I think we this can write is, a
1: different ending to our we story. We can,
2: we can. And yeah. and part of it is saying, Okay, is this reasonable and the self you know, the self check, but having the awareness of what story am I writing? Right. And is because that Absolutely, the body chemistry follows so so it will follow whatever the story is, yeah you know and it 's like when you watch a movie and there's something scary that happens and it's you feel it right you right. jump out of your skin or whatever happens, same thing goes on in our minds, but I think part of it is. Because the media also has the style of media delivery is very, you know, it's kind of staccato, like a, like it's a rapid fire. Right. And you've mentioned that earlier before, where when, when you're inundated with all these messages, another da-da-da-da-da, another, it becomes very reactionary, which to me is the, you know, the higher consciousness of, of Earth, Gaia, whatever you want to call it, is really asking us to say, can you stabilize inside yourselves? Right, you know your inner stability, so that you can help each other. Yeah. Instead of fighting over toilet paper, when like in the supermarket story, where it's like that is completely irrational.
1: It's so it was irrational. I was I was enraged at the same time. I was so sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Just watching it. This this is what supposedly a sophisticated city. This is how we act. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, At this point, there was maybe. 20 people in the entire city of how many? There's like 10 million people that, that feeds into the Greater Toronto Area, right. and we got 30 people. Come on, there were 30 people sitting in the church down the street. We weren't worried about them. No. You know? Exactly. <laughs> we were wondering how they got 30 people in there. Um, it's it's yeah. It was it was a very powerful emotional reaction for me to mm. to, to see that. Okay. Uh, uh, I thought we were getting somewhere, and it just felt like. No, yeah. we, we're not finished yet.
2: No, no, we're not. It's, it's sad. I felt a lot of grief. I found myself around the planet and around also, again, the isolation yes. where it's a sense of, no, you can't. You know, I noticed I was walking on the street today and, and uh, passed a couple of people and everyone was very warm. You know, there was, this, there was this sense of just greeting, which I think normally on a regular day wouldn't typically happen.
1: No, um, no, Because
2: everyone's sort of realizing this is this feels different, and it is going to last longer than what we expect. It's not done in a week.
1: Oh, you know? no, no. I mean, they, I think they have the schools closed to the 4th of April or something
2: like that. Yeah, here, I think Alberta, I think they've closed them right through the rest of the year. Really, up to, really. Up to, yeah, I'm, I'm quite sure it's end of June or whatever the term is. Yes. And they're going to doing be doing you know online things or something like this. But but the, those schools, it's like boom, done. It's
1: just done. It's done. Yeah, yeah. I I think that we are a little maybe optimistic. Uh as most, as most of, most of North America was somewhat optimistic that we would get to a certain degree and, you know, and the sun would come out and Annie would sing again. And
2: <laughs> well, and, and optimism is healthy because, again, it it's, goes back to what you were saying, too, is that whatever we choose to focus on doesn't mean, you know, you have rose-colored glasses and you deny, deny facts. No. Facts can be very stabilizing. As long as you are receiving them from a felt sense of feeling like I am just gathering information so I have the power to choose. What's my response? Right. But it's facts around, you know, recognizing what's here and now instead of what could happen. It's important to be aware of it. But it doesn't mean that you go into the reactionary you know I'm going to prepare for something that isn't that's that, as if it's happening right now, right, and act as if it's happening right now, and that's how
1: that's how we end up writing a bad outcome
2: exactly because exactly. We're just, if
1: we're if you're believing that this is a you know an activation from our intent and in putting it out there, then at the same time we have to also say, well, if we write this sort of awfulized catastrophized ending. We're gonna make that happen too. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean does does one, one half of the planet disappear? Uh, does a giant you know alien spacecraft come in and take all the sick people away and we all live happily ever after um
2: they live happily ever after they'll live
1: happily ever after (laughs) uh you know i mean we can we can uh, i can come up with probably 15 scenarios how this could end and they're all you know one's probably crazier than the next one but
2: there's people running around with those ideas there are and that's why it it behooves us to say okay if there we know that there are people that are running around with these ideas and going to, to so then it means how do we take individual responsibility which basically becomes almost like a radical activism but it's doing yeah. the work internally that becomes the activation that we need yes so that we can shift because i think people have you know when you when you hear about people that walk on you know fire stones or whatever it is flaming coals right i right. think tony robbins has done all of that yeah, Oprah's yeah, done yeah. it right yeah. and we forget that that power of the mind is real. Yes. This is very real, but yes. I don't think many of us have had the privilege to either acknowledge it in ourselves or have an experience that is so dramatic, like walking across a bed of coals or, without burned you know, feet. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. this is also an example of how do we work with, there's a story, this is one outcome. As a collective and as an individual, I can create a different sense of vibration of what that story is.
1: Yes, absolutely. How do we how do we embrace the miracle? How do we embrace the miracle? Which is again stepping into the mystery, isn't it? It absolutely is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we think we know it, I and mean, we don't know. Nope. We don't. And I just think it's also again kind of interesting because you know, for part of the planet who are Christian, we're coming right up to sort of the the ultimate mystery and miracle that, that gives Christianity its meaning, yes. and that is the death not of Jesus. But of his resurrection, Mm -hmm. Christianity is Mm -hmm. supposed to be based on his resurrection. We're a little bit stuck back at the crucifixion, you know. We Mm -hmm. shouldn't be wearing that cross because it might be a reminder, but it's really just a torture instrument (laughs) that we're wearing around our necks. Mm -hmm. You know uh, that I think that if we realize resurrection is actually what Christianity is about, and is what you know, when I teach therapists, it's about one of the most important aspects of that, and that is the installation of hope. Mm-hmm. That we, as you know healthcare providers, have to, or teachers, whatever, have to instill uh, and maintain that sense of hope. because w- when a client loses that or a patient loses hope, it's a, it really is the end in many ways. to yes. bring it back is is a lot of work yeah. Yeah. to keep it going, you know uh, I, I don't think it's a Pollyanna approach.
2: No, hope I don't is think brutally, so. Don't, brutally,
1: brutally, no. you know, and I really think that, that hope is really at the sort of the the uh, the whole concept of resurrection or life after death, or you know, uh, you know, it's a whether rebirth, you believe it within Christian terms or not is right. irrelevant. Right. You know, it's just the fact that there is something that says, "I believe that," which means there has to be a hope involved in that belief system.
2: Right. Yes, and it's a it's a rebirth however you want to describe it and the, and the hope again has a felt sense
0: we yes. feel it in our
2: bodies oh yes because we can't think it we can think oh but maybe but if we don't first acknowledge wait a minute i don't quite believe that yet then what is it require what re- what is required in order for that hope to be nurtured and to actually take it out of the garden
1: at rebirth time called spring and when the flowers are coming up. Exactly. Uh, it's simplistic, I realize. Yes, yes. Uh, but on that note, I simplistically have to say that we need to take a break here. Uh, you're listening to Things Worth Considering, and we're talking about COVID-19. We will be right back.
3: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America.
0: Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories, it is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. You are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now, back to Things Worth Considering.
1: Hi, and Welcome back. Uh, you're listening to Things Worth Considering. I'm Gord Riddell, and I am here with Alexis, um, naturopathic doctor extraordinaire, <laughs> uh, teacher, and we're having an interesting discussion here um, that we both uh, certainly agree on the impact of what our fear is doing collectively. Um, and and both of us are actually, you know, based on this, are also realizing how much individuals can do uh, to sort of gain some level of hope or um,
2: empowerment around around this. Hope, very important, empowerment. And I also think that, you know prior to the previous break we talked about it is the recognition and acceptance that it is mysterious there is a lot of unknown oh, right yeah. now
1: yeah
2: and and trusting that we have a resilience human beings are wired for this oh my god we're yes. wired yes. and and you know yes there may be some fear there i also believe that the relationship that we have not only to each other but what is our relationship to this virus what is our relationship to this world?
1: With because me, man.
2: with this virus, we want to reject it. We're terrified. Yeah, and it's also okay. That's fine to acknowledge. And yet, what is the lesson? What is the message that's there? But cultivating hope and empowerment—those emotions make a difference. Just like yes. the study showed that fear is dangerous. Yes, it's, it's appropriate when it's appropriate, but when it's excessive, it becomes incredibly dangerous.
1: Yes, it's debilitating. Yeah. It's stability. I mean, it becomes a psychiatric
2: uh, oh. uh,
1: condition. And it, it, uh, you know, to say nothing of what it, it's doing to our physical bodies as well, with uh, the cortisol and the adrenaline. And I had a friend whose his adrenal burned out.
2: hmm
1: uh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. what? You know, because they were that they were that wired and, and firing off nonstop that they just.
2: Pff, and they the and the, and the lack of awareness, or when when we are in that fear state, how it impacts other people around us. Mm. So, so that, going back to the pandemic aspect, it's like, okay, we have a choice. We can be kind. Yes. You know, we can notice that our own personal relationship with ourselves is huge. Our personal relationship with consciousness, with this planet, remembering that we are part of the earth. Mm. We are not separate from the earth. We I have know. a tremendous amount of Nor arrogance. Nor do we have
1: dominion over
2: it. We do, exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. We do not have. We do not. Well, because our dominion over it has been arrogant and it has been destructive and abusive and we're paying for it we are i think we we're are. paying for it over the generations and generations of uh man's dominion or belief of it uh it's really you know giant holes yeah. are sitting in the earth uh
2: that nothing will ever come out yeah. of it again yeah species that are gone forever right. like yes plants animals and, and medicines, medicines, exactly yes. medicines, because this is the irony. The earth is the source of all the medicines. Yes. And it's, it's when you were saying earlier about, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. The, the consciousness doesn't care about that law of attraction. It's just what it is. Yep. So what is this that has been attracted and in how have we called this in somehow to our experience? Right. And then what right. do we do about it? Instead well, of well running, actually you're you living
1: know, in an experience of like the most awesome You know, beautiful green trees plants flowers i mean i could go out and just go ah i'm still in awe of my planet and yet at the same time we so so humans somehow created this at a level of their consciousness that is stunningly beautiful can sustain us and then along the way uh through through powers mongering through greed,
0: mm-hmm, through a greed. need
1: to control mm-hmm. everything that the shadow can, unfortunately, represent. Sometimes yes. is we've lost control of that. Yes. And now what we're introducing to it is is really awful things that part of you know various, uh, as you just said, various uh, uh, insect communities, uh, plants, and so on are just saying we can't be here anymore, right. and they're gone. Right. We we they're in extinction, and they yeah. will not come back. Yeah.
2: So this know? this humility that we're needing to learn. This is a massive. You know, this is a quality that, you know, what does it mean to have humility? And part of it is to recognize we don't have control over everything. Right. And we have not been respectful of the earth and to each other. Because we know, we've talked about this before, that, you know, poverty is not something that the divine created. No. And right now, with all the financial crisis is happening, this and this, that, yes, you know, this is going to create more debt for people. Oh yes, and who's, who benefits from the debt of more more individuals, right?
0: Huh.
2: We would it be the bank, right? <laughs> Financial, and it, it's like, wait a sec, what about the people who don't have access to, you know, being able to have a beautiful garden, or who are just waiting for this virus to hit them, right? And and again, going back to the practices of how to step into this mystery and this unknown time with a very different awareness and intention.
1: Right, right. So
2: intention. And I think, you know, I think that's where we can have a sense of,
1: you know, actually being proactively involved, uh, you know, and then I certainly think there's there are people who, who do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the big one, of course, would be just being mindful. And that is knowing when that niggling of that fear or terror, whatever, yeah. begins to creep up. So I had given a, a small uh, little exercise a few weeks ago, if you recall. That, I do. You know, how do you do mindfulness? Well, you know, go into a quiet place and just uh, you know, look around. And what are like three things that you see? And then just think of what are five things that you hear? Uh, what, you know, what can you smell? Mm-hmm. Maybe one, you know, pick one or two things. Uh, hopefully if they're pleasant. Uh, uh, what is the fabric that's underneath your hands what does it feel like you know uh, in terms of of touch so uh, you know just just becoming aware of each one of your senses is just such a nice easy place to bring your mind into your body and be aware of what's going on inside of it
2: yeah it's excellent that's an excellent way to sort of have that immediacy of turning inward and Stopping the the narrative and the stories where yes. it's like okay I'm right here in my body and then in this instant I am safe, right? In yes. this instant I am fine right here. But you know when it, you're
1: inside your body is the safest place you can be. Mm-hmm. I really believe that, and yeah. I've, I've I've learned that over the years is that when I go up into my brain into my head. Uh, I I can feel unsafe, Mm -hmm. I can write narratives I don't want to have, Uh, but that's that's where the feeling of not being in control exists. Yes, yes. When I get people to drop down into their bodies, all of a sudden the dialogue stops, that eh, 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 voice stops, the criticism, (laughs) the judgment, Mm -hmm. all of the things that drag us personally down, but we also project onto other people. Definitely. So we have, you know, and that's a societal effect. You can't be miserable alone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm laughing because there's that joke that if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody going to be happy. Uh, But, you know, there's also, though, the energy that we're putting out. If you're putting out really cucky energy, Mm -hmm. people will. Pick it up. And slowly, you're going to see your office space or your home or whatever is going to begin to go down energetically. Right, right. You know, people are arguing or snappy, irritable. Yes, Whatever. Yes. Uh, you know, so that, again, one of the exercises I do with people really quickly, breathe. And just imagine that from your chest, you're, you're sitting on a chair. You're going to touch the wall in front of you with your energy. And then from your back, make your back go. And so what you're, what you're doing is you're pulling all that energy out. Because I talked about how it's so contracted. Uh-huh. And when you're in a miserable, crappy mood, your energy is right up against your skin. Yes. And that's not where our energy lives. It's bigger. Like, that's how you... We feel people as they enter rooms, people who we talk about having the it factor. When someone... Oh, you feel them enter the room. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's because their energy is way Mm -hmm, out there. mm -hmm. Now, maybe you don't want to be that person, you know, draw the attention. But if you do just that, just sitting in a a living room and go to the walls, front and back, into the side, boom, you will actually feel yourself in a very different space.
2: Oh, I believe it. Yes. It's, I mean, even listening to you do that, I'm sort of imagining it happening. And it already, you start to feel this, this a calmer, grounded, and a sense of just ease, but expansiveness. The, the expansiveness, I think, is really key because it goes back to feeling constricted. And constricted is limitation, it's rigid, it's narrow vision. And with narrow vision, you don't have perspective. Right. You know, there's, you have no way to, some people say, okay, helicopter up above the whole scenario. I think part of, you know, paying attention to the self is also asking yourself, you know, am I here? Like, am I in the center or am I in the storm? Well. And and the because the center of a storm, you know, whether it's typically that's the calm place. Yes. But in the center of our own lives, we're either flailing around the edges and it doesn't mean you can always be in the center. I think the key is, when we feel that we're, you know, pulled or tugged, we don't want to live there in that in that chaos and that fear. We can bring it back into something that's very grounding, but it requires that we are committed and intentional to a practice, especially in this kind of uh, destabilizing time.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that you know, recognizing our impact on others then through that connection, we're used to being ignored. We're used to. You know, as I'm talking, you're looking out the window. Right. I'm like, hey, get back here. You know, we leave. Uh, I, I watch people in the middle of, of uh, therapy sessions of class, and they're just yeah. like, hey, come on back in here. Oh, how did you know that? It's like <laughs> your energy leaves with you. It like does. where anybody who has any sensitivity at all yeah. feels that instantly. But just the way they look up, you know, like boom, and they just left. Yeah. You know? yeah. And we're used to leaving.
2: We are. And, and I think that it, it's really important that, um, you know, what I what's helped me in terms of working with mindfulness and awareness practices is that it doesn't mean that I'm going to be grounded every minute of the day. Oh, no. It no. just means that I know how to get back there if I find myself in a place that I'm spinning. And how to bring myself, those tools are incredibly valuable, which go back to the senses yes. and just having that awareness of listening and recognizing that we aren't our emotions, we are not our thoughts, and we have lots of other possibilities. Yep. We have choice. We and have agency. And directing our thoughts. And directing.
1: You can, you can do a nice up and out, and you could be doing an amazing visualization with a really nice ending.
2: Mm, yes. As
1: opposed to all the wonder crap. See, when we're, we're in an ungrounded place, we're we're catching on these little cosmic pieces of crap that are floating around out there. And it's like, there's one. And we grab onto it. And then we think about it. And we make it bigger. Well, what would happen? Oh, my God, that could be me. Right. Blah, 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 blah. Right. And suddenly, we have this huge story that you created that is crap. Yes. So it's BS. Yeah, so you haven't yes. even...
2: It's like a delusion that happens, right? And and, and, and that whole sense of, I think right now what's also being asked of us is to really step into being adults. Yes. What does that mean to be the adult? And what does it mean to be the stewards of the planet? You know, what does this mean to be the adults in our, for ourselves in our own lives and then with other people right. as well? Because that goes back to relational. How are we relating to each other and we have a choice. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today and he was saying that he was, you know, a couple of days ago I think he was going to the grocery store and he saw this massive lineup mm-hmm. and he said the only thing I'm going to do is his intention was to just be kind. And yes. he said no matter what happens, I'm going to be kind. Wow. And it was a beautiful intention because he could he said you could feel the tension, the, the tension was that was there and the irritability and people, you know, kind of sort of wanting to fight their way through. But he was, and he did it. He was able to see, you know, people's irritation. Well, good for him. I know. I was like, that's It's hard because
1: fantastic. that amount of energy could easily push you if you're the sole holder of that mm-hmm. kind energy. Mm-hmm. But I think that that's a, that's a perfect word. Well, is, what we need to do is to be kind. Yes. To be kind in absolutely all situations. I think we need to have consideration of others. And ourselves. And ourselves. And ourselves. Absolutely. Uh, You know, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to, you know, uh, uh, but not not dwell in it, not write stories from it. Unless you're Stephen King. Yeah. Who's writing horror novels or movies or something. But otherwise, we don't need to write at that level.
2: Not let that fear mask drive your life. Exactly. It's like, you know, Rumi's poem, The Guest House, right? Yes. which guest do you want to have for tea? And for me, it's like, okay, these are fantastic, but I can choose who I want to spend more time with. Is it going to be fear or is it going to be someone who is in a more balanced adult, you know, responsible,
1: exactly. Yeah. I think we really have to be aware that there are some very vulnerable populations. There are. Uh, The big one, it goes back to one of the things I've been talking a lot about is our our elders, Mm -hmm. That elders are at risk because elders have been ignored. They have been. So you want a little shadow very piece true. here? You know, our sh- our yes, society has decided that because of the retirement, which was so arbitrary back in the '40s, the the in, in, implement, implementation of of uh, retirement. That elders were no longer required to be even human after the age of sixty-five. We don't need them.
2: Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, and that's that's my I'm putting that on there for I believe that uh, that that's one of the key areas that has really influenced our our absolute disrespect of people who have so much wisdom. Yes. You know, and here we are, they're the ones at most risk. And then those that are ill and immunocompromised, which will always be in our society of cancer, and AIDS, and so on at this point. So, um, and affirming, you know, that's that hope piece, that this too will change. This too
2: will shift. As long as we shift. We, as long we are
1: as we shift.
2: Yeah, we have the ability to do it, trusting yep. that we have the tools yep. within ourselves, you know, not so much outside, but within ourselves. Is it
1: really so much to ask people just to be kind? I think when they're in fear mode. It's a lot. Yes. Well, I'm but asking that.
2: Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you. I'm asking that, because as we're wrapping
1: up here... Uh, the, uh, we'll be back next week uh, I think we'll probably still be talking about this for a little while because it's a fascinating area uh, as we're watching I believe us manifest the very things that we've been ignoring in our society uh, you can get in touch with us at uh, info at we will be going online with webinars over the next little bit and uh, maybe you might want to join us we just need an email address from you so on that note uh, stay safe Keep it a safe. little bit of a distance, but connect, connect, Absolutely. connect, yes. and be kind. Bye
2: Thanks. for now. Thank you. I know.
0: Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Things Worth Considering. Please join your host, Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are.